0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is
1: Believe. Hey, Unwritten Rule fans, you can catch us every Monday and Friday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. Follow us on Twitter at Believe Unwritten, and enjoy the show. On Today's episode of the Unwritten Rule, uh, fairly straightforward Mizzou segment this week. Um, more bad for men's basketball. We'll touch on softball, too, because they're 13-2 and two and rolling. So, got to find some positives where we can. But, yeah, we're going to recap uh, Arkansas Part 2, Mizzou losing. Again, staying defeated in SEC play. Um, so, we'll, we'll talk about that game, what went wrong, um, and, just, and just dive into all of that. It's just Peyton and I this week, by the way, or for today's show. I know we've been like a two-man show, I think, for the last, like, two or three shows. Uh, in segments but I promise Kenny will be back uh, on Friday and we'll have the full the full three-man crew back but yeah Peyton and I will talk Arkansas we will preview the Florida game uh, and then we'll do quick hits we got Ken sports shorts I have the Ken sports shorts Jack's sports shorts if you will this week uh, well have Dirty Bird is the week fraud rankings uh, and the ratios fun fun show to dive into at least quick at least quick hits will be fun as it always is but uh, yeah not much by way of AD search yet so uh, we'll We'll just stick to, to recapping the ugly that is Mizzou men's basketball. Uh, but before we do that, quick word from the sponsor, Bet Online. Bet Online continues to be your number one source for all your basketball wagering needs, including pro and college hoops throughout the year with up to minute odds, stats and trends. You can follow your favorite team's path to the playoffs with in-game betting and contests and all of the best player props. Experience the world's best wagering platform anytime from your desktop or mobile device. So, head to bet online today. Become part of the team. And remember to use our promo code BELIEVE. That's B L E A V. Believe for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online. The game starts here. Peyton, we have our best beats of the week presented by Bet Online. Uh, Kenny no. does have a bet, so I'll read his records wise. I'm at 31 and 19. You are at 29 and 22, Peyton. And Kenny is now an even 500 at 25 and 25 because he just continues. Actually, that's I'll just start with that because he's not here. Kenny continues to just throw his proverbial money away by betting on Kansas, uh, Kansas and Kansas State men's basketball. They keep losing. He's done it again. Um, this time he's betting against Kansas State. He's taking West Virginia, who is the worst team in the Big 12, to cover a 10-point spread. Against the Wildcats. He put a link to the uh video from the or to a clip from uh the Dark, Knight, the Dark Knight where Joker burns burns all the money. So and he
2: goes, It's not about money, it's about sending a message. Sending a message. Yeah, yeah he's lost so his gonna... damn mind. Why are you betting on West Virginia not at home? That is the dumbest strategy possible. Yeah. It's dumber than I... just blindly itching your cart to Kansas.
1: A plus, a plus ten spread, like this is the time you should bet on the Kansas team, and now he's, I guess, sending a message—a message that West he Virginia wants to lose. He's
2: horrible.
1: Yeah, <laughs> he wants to lose all his money. It's all right. Uh, well, good luck to that for Kenny. Um, you and I, Peyton, are doing Mid Major Mondays. I'll go first. I've got Drexel, the Dragons, plus two and a half against uh Delaware, the Blue Hens, folks. Torvik, our friends at Torvik. They have this line at plus one and a half, so you know this is this is good money. Take the Dragons; they're going to keep things close. They've had some sputters, you know, late on in their season, uh, uh, but they're going to get it done against the Blue Hens. You'd be you'd be silly not to bid on this. Also, I was looking at Drexel's roster; they have a guy named Lamar Oden Jr. And I thought for a second oh. it was Lamar Odom Jr. I know I, I got, imagine got so if excited. If
2: Nelson Jr. was there, uh, for, yeah, oh, for yeah, oh yeah
1: for Delaware it would have been but no it's
2: Odin it's not Odom. yeah I know but still yeah, it would have been fun, fun. Yeah. Um, Nolton, what did Who's you say crack? what did you say Delaware's uh mascot is like what their team name is
1: Delaware's the Blue Hens aren't they
2: forgetting the word the fighting Blue Hens Michael. oh sorry the well they're not going to be
1: doing Hens. much much fighting when the Dragons come into town and cover that two and a half point spread shout out Mid-Major Monday what, what do you have
2: yeah i'm going back to my roots you know I, uh anyone that knows me knows i grew up a lot of, large part of my childhood in north carolina so i'm getting so, some boys from Buies creek uh north carolina at campbell the fighting camels uh they're taking on the seahawks of uncw i have actually driven around uncw's campus it's really cool it's like 20 minutes from the beach it's awesome uh i'm going with the seahawks here they're uh eight point yeah they're Eight point. Uh, I might have had this wrong. Actually, yeah, I accidentally typed plus eight. They're eight point favorites. They're minus eight. Oh, okay. Um, I think they're covering that. I mean, they're underestimating. Like, okay, Torvik. Yes, Torvik has this as eight. My handy dandy Torvik, so you can get this whenever. It's not like my normals uh, stick. But Bowie's Creek is in the same state as Wilmington, man. It's not that bad a road trip. Uh, and Campbell, they're three hundred in Torvik. They're really missing the worst transfer I've ever seen in my life, uh, Jesus Carolero, who um, who played like yeah. six games for them last year. But uh, no, in all seriousness, uh, I I do think the Seahawks get a win here. Hey, this.
1: they beat they beat Kentucky earlier this year. So yeah, God,
2: Something they special. did. Oh my God.
1: Yeah, they did. Yeah, some specials brewing brewing in Wilmington. They had a they had a tournament upset a couple a couple years back. I want to say.
2: They right. almost beat Duke, I think is their claim to fame. Oh,
1: maybe almost beat Duke, okay. Almost an upset. And Campbell No, Campbell hasn't beat any I don't think Campbell, Campbell sucks. Yeah, Campbell's bad. Um well there you go. Peyton's taking a North Carolina in state rivalry and I've got the Dragons Kenny is pissing his money away. Once again. So uh thank you to Bet Online for giving us all those lines. Go there to uh to make some bets of your own with that. Let's get the show started. The unwritten rule starts right now. Uh- attention everybody stop what you're doing it's time for the unwritten rule a mizzou sports podcast brought to you by the believe network alongside peyton haverman and kenny van Doren. here is your host jack knowlton welcome back to the unwritten rule today is monday february 26th it is once again the two-man team if you skipped the intro uh kenny is is out he is traveling he's in st louis uh and so it's Peyton and I for the show, two man crew once again. And Peyton, um, you know, we're doing our we're doing our same dance. Arkansas eighty eight, Mizzou seventy three. Let's just dive right into it. The Tigers still defeated in conference play. Uh, they are one of, I believe, five teams who have not won a conference game at this point. That would have been a good Ken sports shorts. That's not Ken sports shorts this week. We'll get to that. But Peyton, um, this game. Was once again close at times. Uh, I have calculated uh, a couple of runs that that helped kind of confound the Tigers in this game. It was tied at fifty at one point. Arkansas then went on a seventeen to six run in about five minutes, and then a sixteen to eight run to end the game. And Mizzou made uh Califf battle look like Michael Jordan. What were your thoughts from a very dud of a rivalry game in Fayetteville?
2: Games like this are why I think. The criticism of Dennis Gates, Why? while I don't get to the level of outrage people have with him, like saying he needs to be fired this year, I'm not going to go there. I, I get the criticism. I mean, how do you not eventually just make somebody that's not battle beat you? Like, there was never ev- any sort of adjustment like on battle, and that is... It, it, it really makes me wonder what he's thinking over there on the sidelines. Like, how do you not... You're sitting in that zone. Battle is just hitting the deepest threes ever. And Dennis Gates is just saying, oh, he'll miss eventually. It'll probably be by the time we're already out of the game. But he'll miss eventually. Like, Foxen won him, man. Like, he's got 40 points on you. I don't get it. I don't understand that process. Dennis Gates has done this a million times as well. I mean, I remember the first time I saw it mentioned was in an athletic article. About the Kansas Mizzou game, not this past year, but the year before in Dennis's first year. It mentioned that Dennis kind of stubbornly just sat and zoned the whole game while Kansas just buried them in threes. This was pretty similar to that. They did not adjust to try and take Battle out of the game. He was the only guy beating them. He had like 30. I remember the graphics showed like their leading scorers. It was like Battle had like 35 at one point and the next highest scorer had five. Like, some make somebody else beat you. Like, he was the only one that had it going. There was no adjustment. I don't even care about anything on the offensive end. So, like, yeah, that was just my main takeaway.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he finished with uh, 42 points. He shot six for 10 from three. I think you hit it on the nose. There was just no adjustments. Like, the the way he still had, like, open shots, or even the contested ones he was taking were – you know, semi-contested at best is ridiculous. I mean, he set his career high, no duh. Um, at one point, I know the announcers were talking about the, I think, uh, like high inside Bud Walton Arena, and if Caleb, Battle was going to get that, like it was, it was, it was ridiculous. Um, the adjustments were not made. I totally agree. I think it was Drew King who tweeted that graphic at one point. It said, uh, it was yeah, or tweeted just the. The box score and it was I think when he was on 33 points, no one else from Arkansas had more than five. uh Their next leading scorer score was Makai Mitchell fouled out of the game with 13 points. um And if you remember the first iteration of this game this year, Makai Mitchell was the one doing all the damage inside when Arkansas had like 60 points in the paint or whatever it was. So it was it was a different guy hurting you and just again a different way for Mizzou to lose this time, just letting. Some you know, I guess whatever decent player, role player, whatever you want to call it, label Khalif battle as, but just letting a guy torch you and doing nothing about it, it is extremely frustrating to watch. I think you I think you hit the nail on the head. Um, for Mizzou, Sean East had an awesome game. He had thirty three points. Um, oh by the way, Peyton, did you know Sean East uh, figured out uh, how to shoot based on playing Papa Shot? This is yeah. This is becoming sure a did. this is be it's becoming a Cody Schrader. Uh you know, not, maybe not that level of the Cody Schrader Truman state thing, but like, I swear, you know, they did like a whole five minute segment of them where the broadcaster was like at an arcade. Uh, that was the most entertaining part. I think about Mizzou's night uh, other than East Nick honor, 14 points, Tamar Bates, another kind of dud of a performance, 11 points and he fouled out of this game, shot two for six from the field, uh, six rebounds. He did make all six of his free throws. Jordan Butler had, I think three fouls before the like 12 minute mark of the first half somehow. Um, He also had no rebounds. Yeah, no rebounds. And so I I did want to ask you about him too, Peyton, because I know he's someone who you're like, you know, seeing it in increments, but it disappeared for him today. I guess I'll just force your hand. I mean, same old, same old from Mizzou.
2: Yeah. uh, Yeah. Jordan Butler, like all that progress just kind of went right out the window. And he's like a, underdeveloped freshmen, so it's not really a big deal to me. I don't really care about pretty much anyone on this team anymore uh, going forward. I mean, it's just, like, a totally lost year. Like, there's nothing to really build on here. Like, I wouldn't even say Tamar Bates' his season is that much to build on. Like, he's a player that, like, sure, I want back. I'm not going to cry myself to sleep if he's gone. There's nobody on this team that is really – I don't. I like. I just don't come away from any game thinking like that was really encouraging. Like, like yes, I guess sometimes they're in games more. Like eventually they'll probably stumble into one. Like this Saturday against Ole Miss, I kind of think they're going to win that, just because. I don't know. They're like in too many games to go like zero and eighteen at this point. Like even this game, it was a fifteen point win. It was not really a. It was a close game for a lot of the second half. That's about all you can hang your hat on is that they find ways to keep it close, but they find ways to lose every single time.
1: Yeah. And it's like the different ways. And I think that goes back to the frustration with Dennis, Is it's like, you know, when one hole gets plugged, it's like another one opens up. You know what I mean? Like, you know, they, they didn't let Arkansas totally kill them in the paint. Like in the first game, they made that adjustment, but then they just let one guy just go crazy and then did nothing to stop. Like, yeah, it's just stumbling into ways into defeats essentially and yeah you bring up the old Miss game I, I agree with you um, that I think that's that's the best shot they've got left the Rebels are 19 and 8 they've lost two in a row uh, and then they have to play Alabama this week before Mizzou so you chalk that up to probably three in a row uh, Mizzou right now has a 47 percent chance to win that game before they play that game they'll play Florida uh, another team that just totally kills you on the offensive glass has guys that can score there. That, that's a good team. Um, so, you know, outlook, outlook, not so good for that game, but yeah, yeah. maybe, you know, hold, yeah. Hold your hat to told miss. If you, if you've got any, anything else just on this game, the future, Hey, Peyton Marshall, at least tweeted uh, that he's, that he's coming home soon, or you know, he'll be in Como soon with a photo of Dennis. So another reminder, the future.
2: Yeah, I guess that's about all we have at this point. There's not really anything to take from this team at this point. None of the freshmen look all that good. Uh, there's maybe one player that's not a freshman that you'd want back, um, and yeah, that's about it. They're not a very good team.
1: I don't, I don't hate your uh, opening up like a larger conversation about Tamar Bates, like in that take, because yeah, in his last four games, has really not been at the. You know, albeit it was pretty elite scoring numbers, he was he was putting up. Maybe it's kind of a regression to the mean for him. But you know, I do go back and forth a lot with him. Where one day I'm like, I see this DeAndre Golstyny type player that can create shots from anywhere, can be a three level scorer, and then uh, on other times I see a guy who gets the ball, he puts his head down, he chucks up really contested like close range twos instead of finding a teammate or turns the ball over. So. Yeah, it kind of sucks that it's not like, you know, I don't think it feels as solid as like when you had Kobe Brown coming back and you knew that was something. Like, he's not an all-SEC type player yet, Tamar Bates.
2: Yeah, I don't, like, at this point. We're just like, it's it's just kind of going in circles at this point. Yeah, There's just not, I can't even, like, manipulate my brain to just think of a way to be positive going into next year without, like, a crazy good haul in the portal, maybe. But, like, we saw it, as we've talked about before, they didn't recruit well in the portal um, when they were winning. Like, they, instead of Caden Shedrick, they got Jesus Carolero instead of, oh, uh, God, who are some of the other? Instead of Matthew Cleveland, we're sitting here with Connor Van And You can probably flip those two position-wise. But the point is, they whiffed way too much when they were winning and now they are losing and now they're going to have to try and turn it around in a hurry.
1: Yeah, no, there were a lot of misses. I mean, yeah. Shedrick, Matthew Cleveland, Jimmy bell. They wanted kell a little bit farther. Caleb love. Um, yeah, there was a lot. Hey, Connor Vanover, good revenge game by his standards. He was the only uh, Missouri player who had a positive box plus minus in a let me see. Sixteen minutes. He had two points and four, five rebounds, and three fouls. But
2: I thought he gave them you know, pretty solid minutes. That's yeah. It. That would probably be the best thing I can say about anyone from this game
1: against his former team. And we had the muscle. Yep. We also had the muscleman uh, troll. By put it where he put Trevin Brazil in for two seconds and then subbed him out.
2: Yeah, because he picked up a foul. He had no other stats. Like he's played four minutes in four games since he left Mizzou, like, in those contests, so. Oh, I guess we had that whole, like, other notable thing from this game was the Gates muscleman. Oh, yeah, at the end. Yeah, because, like, Layden Blocker went for a dunk and instead just wiped out. Then at the other end, Noah Carter, for some reason, tries, like, a... Okay, first of all, East is throwing him a lob, and he's not in position or just not able to dunk like that. So he has to grab it like and for whatever reason, instead of just, I don't know, casually laying it up or just like throwing it down, he like steps back and like kind of just throws it. And I don't know. And then like Dennis didn't look happy that Blocker tried that dunk and looked like he said something to Muss about it. Like he didn't off uh, give Ben Sternberg the go ahead uh, to Crowhop three against Lindenwood Wood up. 30 which by the way i have no issue with that but you can't get mad at someone else doing it when you do it
1: yeah that's a that's an unwritten rule per this show yeah, there so we go that we brought it up i guess and he'll be happy about that we got the title in and the movie they said the title um yeah it, that was weird but again just kind of a footnote it's just it so sucks like i i wanted to I wanted football to, to bleed so seamlessly into basketball to just have like more fun content to, to dive into. But yeah, it's just the same old story. Tigers will take on Florida uh, at five 30 on Wednesday. You can watch that on the sec network. Uh, before we segue to quick hits, I will give a, I will end on a positive note. Um, I, I want to do Mizzou softball reports because they are very good. They're 13 and two. Now they did just lose five, four to Baylor. Uh, but only their second loss of the season. Go off Larissa Anderson, please. Please give me something to cheer for this summer. They will. Uh...
2: Yeah, I didn't see much of the results. It's too bad they lost the game. Finally, but yeah, they got they're a, way you got better hundred than, than anything else that's going on right now. Yeah, they'll compete at the Big
1: Red Invitational in Lincoln, Nebraska. Next, they'll play Wichita State and Nebraska.
2: So. Is this like the thing where they didn't have like a home game in their first twenty six games last year? Um, let me check. Was they have crazy. only really
1: played, they have only really played in individual in Invitational's or like classics. Let me see: Clearwater, Florida; Denton, Texas. Uh. Yep, Yankee Stadium, which is where the Fenway Park, Lincoln, Nebraska. They play their first home game on March eighth against Auburn. They start a series against Auburn. So yeah, no non con, no, no home non con for Mizzou softball. It's kind of it's kind of smart though, because you can like you can tease it. It's like, oh, they're really good and you can't even see them play. Now they're walking in first home opener with a, you know, with a seventeen and three record or whatever it is. I think that's I think that's smart, uh, but we'll we'll keep track of them. We'll keep track of the AD search as well. There has not been any news on that front uh, as of now. Oh, Peyton, the last thing I was going to ask you—you you mentioned the portal. Maybe you can find a silver lining for men's basketball. Any any players sticking out? Any portal early portal watch names?
2: Uh, no, I have not <laughs> kept an eye on that right now. I I don't know who's in it. Uh, once they start rolling in, I mean, yeah by all means we'll go off
1: on it, but that's going to be your beat. That's going to be your beat for the the spring. And the summer. Because
2: quite frankly, Mizzou should be getting about six or seven people out of it.
1: Yeah. Agree. Uh, also for those counting, I, I'm going to, I'm going to do a counter because if Mizzou does go in 18 and doesn't win another game. Um, currently there are 26 teams in the country that have a worse record or have uh, sorry, less wins than Mizzou does. Uh, Six of them are on seven, so I'll tick I'll tick them off as the, as we go. Unless Mizzou can get a ninth win, then I'll have to reshuffle the list. But that's where they're at. Also, by winning percentage, they are the fourth worst Power Six team.
2: Yep, and they won't they ever be first. Every bit of it,
1: they do. They won't ever be first because DePaul sucks. But you know, yeah, it's it's bad. Um, all right. On that note, we will uh, segue finish the show with quick hits. Okay, quick hits time. Kenny is not here. Uh, so I will be doing Ken's sports shorts, Jack's sports shorts for today. Although I guess I can't take credit for it because Kenny still did them. I'm just reading what they are. But I won't be participating because I know the answers. But Peyton, um, talking a lot of Mizzou men's hoops, of course, Tigers. They've had some some decent exports uh, to the NBA draft. um. Kenny wanted to quiz you on some of those exports to the NBA, to the NBA draft. Um, he went instead pretty specific. I get Jack's
2: athletic answers. Instead of there Ken you go.
1: Sports. Instead of Ken Ken's sports shorts. Um, so Kenny sent me a list. Players who were drafted uh, between 2012 and 2014. There are four Missouri Tigers who were drafted to the NBA. Can you name them?
2: Phil Pressy. No. 2012-2014.
1: Well, then Kenny didn't list. Kenny forgot oh, him. Damn. If he did, wait.
2: I thought Phil Pressy. Phil Pressy might have been right before or right after then. Or maybe he didn't get drafted. I'll, maybe he was I'll fact check you. He was not um, drafted. Other,
1: Phil, Phil okay. Pressy was not drafted.
2: Um. Okay, then Kim English.
1: Kim English was a second-round pick to the Detroit Pistons in 2012.
2: Oh, oh. This will be a like, fun. I
1: Oh yeah, I can give you the round and team if you want
2: that. That won't help That's me. Okay. Um Barnes did Barnes get drafted? No, he definitely no. Didn't. 12 through 14. That wasn't Clarkson, was it? Clarkson wasn't there.
1: Jordan Clarkson was a second round
2: pick. Oh wow. I didn't I didn't know he was on those teams. Um Drafted I, by I the just, Wizards, so much, traded,
1: much, I guess. traded to the Lakers on draft
2: night. Twenty twelve. So I got two. Got you two. have two. You need two. Do you names. know these two names? I do. Would um, I know them? Yes. I
1: don't think I. When Kenny texted me these, I said there was one I probably wouldn't have gotten, but one of them. One of them you know. He um. Is
2: one of these a big man?
1: Uh yes, I think so. Oh, I'll look them up. Hold on. Yes, hmm. one of them big.
2: Oh man, I'm trying to like. I don't know. I, Do you I want don't... a hint?
1: Do you want a hint for the big man? That yeah, I'll that's take a not... hint. Sure. Uh, this his, big man. The round
2: number is not going to help me. The rounded team.
1: This this big man who was taken uh in the second round by the sacramento kings he was actually drafted by the suns traded to the kings in the 2013 draft this big man uh transferred after winning a national championship at a college he transferred to mizzou for his final season
2: really and this was in 2012 2014
1: he was drafted in 2013 so his last season with mizzou was 2012 2012,
2: 2013. 2013 so who won back then i mean that was like I wasn't. From... Oh, I do I can picture who this person is. Um, but like I don't I can't think of his name. What's his I I don't know it because it will be here all day.
1: Yeah, it is uh Alex Orakai.
2: Yep, okay. Is. I do know yep. who that is. Transferred
1: um, transfer from Yukon. UConn where he went with Shabazz. He was the center, and then he transferred okay. to
2: that was then... the garbage year where they played Butler, right?
1: Yes. Like, I think yeah. uh yeah, I think that was the bad one. Yeah, the really terrible um, game. And then you have one more. He was a second-round pick to the
2: Spurs in 2012. A Spurs know, Mizzou player. Yeah, that's the Drew Drew King, and it's not. He? He, I feel bad because I'm like I love uh, the history of Mizzou because these were good good ass teams, but I can't does, think of who does not sticks. appear
1: he did not ever uh, play for the Spurs. His career history is all over Europe. And China. And Greece.
2: Who Who is it? Greece is I don't know. It, it's not. No, it's, it wouldn't be him.
1: Go ahead. It is Hogan Prep's own Marcus Denman Payton.
2: Oh, my God. That's when I was thinking that one, that that's one you right. Gotten. Yeah, I yep. should have gotten that one. Oh, why did I say Barnes and not him? I don't. I, I don't should know, have man. gotten Deadman. That's a dumb one. I should have gotten Deadman. I, I, I told Kenny the only draft.
1: one. I told Kenny the only one I didn't think I would have gotten was Orakai. I might have. I forgotten Dedman, I would have, I would have gotten. got Kimmy and Jordan Clarkson. But yeah. there you go. That's. The, I am that's surprised before.
2: Bill Pressy was not drafted like bullshit second rounder. Surprisingly. Yeah, he was
1: not. He was not. Oh well. he was a UDFA. There you go. Hopefully, Mizzou has some more draftees mm-hmm. sometime soon. Um, Dirty Birds. Let's do Kenny's Dirty Bird. Um, Peyton, you might have more thoughts on this. I did see a picture of this. Kenny's yeah. going with uh, Don Manningly. Um, Mattingly. Who, Mattingly, sorry. Um, who I know – I don't know what team he's the most known for. I have heard of Don Mattingly. But I did Dodgers see this photo. Manager, Yeah. He he picked it because uh, Mattingly has a – like. Yeah, I guess he has a beard and it looks like it's very painted on, which I, if you look at the photo, yeah. I see where he's coming from.
2: Yeah. Don Mattingly player for the Yankees manager for the Dodgers and Marlins. Now he's the bench coach for the blue Jays. Hence the bird. Um, he just has a pretty crappy looking mustache beard combo. Yeah. It's about it, it.
1: It does look, it looks fake. Yeah. It doesn't look very good on him. I will say that much. Yeah. What's yours?
2: Uh, my Dirty Bird of the Week is Barry Odom. I know Barry Odom has been on Dirty Bird before. We have to find elaborate connections. My connection is when he was the Arkansas D.C., he interviewed for the Tulsa head coaching job This was prior to him taking the UNLV head coaching job. The Tulsa head coaching job instead went to Kevin Wilson Jr., who was the at the time the OC at Ohio State. Kevin Wilson Jr. at one time, from 1990 to 1998, was on the Miami, Ohio Redhawks coaching staff. I hope they were the Redhawks back then because I know they were something else before. But they're the Redhawks now, so um, I'm going to say that counts. Uh, Good Lord. (laughs) And Barry Odom is my dirty bird because, and this is tweeted from Brett McMurphy on X, formerly known as Twitter, Buckle up, Barry! Two exclamation points. UNLV coach Barry Odom will celebrate the first day of the pro of his program spring practice by riding a live bowl. The unique event of <sighs> horns and helmets will take place Saturday, March 2nd. So this coming Saturday at the South point hotel, Barry Odom is going to ride a bowl. Folks. that is amazing. Barry Odom, uh, has done good things at UNLV. He's, uh, it's just so weird because he was so vanilla at Mizzou. Like you just can't really picture him doing something like that, but he's doing it.
1: Yeah. He's gotten very, like he's gotten more comfortable. He's like beefing with people on Twitter and yep. now he's riding a bull. This seems, this seems very risky. And I think Eli Drinkwood should one up it and ride a tiger into Mizzou spring practice. Let's see how that goes.
2: Um, I think that's a little bit out of the question. Like he could ride Truman
1: sure sure take a photo on the bronze one that everyone does for graduation at least yeah that is wild though i mean mean, if that like do you have to get like trained for that like they don't they don't just let anybody ride. i don't know
2: dude but like like barry autumn is sitting on top of a giant bull and it's gonna buck him off probably in about half a second yeah good luck barry yes
1: good luck barry that's great how much much
2: money would you need to be paid to ride a bull like no training you get no training. They're just like, you're going on that bull and you're going to get fucked off, potentially throw out your back, maybe catch a hoof to the face that sends you to the hospital. I think I'd yeah. take like 10 bucks and a half eaten hot dog.
1: <laughs> yeah. I think I'd need six, at least 50,000, maybe not six figures.
2: 50K to ride a bull? I don't believe you, Nolan. I think if someone came up and said, 500 bucks cash, do you get on that bull? And you don't have to ride. I'm telling you, you would say yes to that. Maybe five hundred bucks and the beers at Understudy are two dollars forever.
1: Oh well, that yeah, I'll just I won't. You can throw the five hundred dollars out of the window. I I guess it's worse than like you've ever seen like a rodeo clown. Like they just like stand there and the bull just like hits them. Like they're supposed to (laughs) dodge it. I guess that that's almost
2: worse. Yeah, no, that's way worse. Yeah.
1: All right, I'll take I'll take five hundred. We'll do it. Yeah. See, um, I my got dirty you down
2: from see, no you need to be more again. assertive though, because I you went from I would need at least fifty thousand dollars to me saying if you saw five Benjamins in someone's head, you'd say yes, and then you immediately gave
1: no, no, I guess now that I think about it, I'd need enough to pay like if it is a hoof to the face, I'd need like enough for the medical bills, so maybe like a couple thousand, like ten, maybe ten grand to pay for the okay, yeah,
2: I would say well, let's say they cover whatever the medical bills are. Um, I Can would you get say a bonus. Yeah. You get the bonus. Okay. Sure. Sure. 500 uh, bucks is what it would take for you. And it'd take like sure. 10 bucks on a hot dog. I think. <laughs> um,
1: my dirty bird of the week uh, is going to the action of court storming in college basketball bird connection. There have been bird teams whose fans have stormed the court before Peyton. This is the, the talk of the college basketball world. Uh, once again, we've had a lot of incidents this season with court storming. There was the Caitlin Clark thing where uh, she ran into an Ohio state fan. And now on a Saturday, if you haven't seen the video, wake forest who beat uh, Duke on Saturday stormed the court and Duke star forward, Kyle Filipowski got run into by a couple students and got hurt. He had to be helped off the floor. And now everyone Peyton is calling for an end to court storming. Uh, I read a big long ESPN article about it. I kind of see like both sides. Like I love that I've never gotten to court storm before. I always wanted to. I like. I'm still bitter that Mizzou didn't beat Auburn when Auburn was number one in the country and we could have stormed the court then. But I do kind of get it from a player safety perspective. I don't know. Do you, do you think they should? Do you think they should stop court storming?
2: I feel like there's a uh very large gray area between we need to not do anything and we need to ban court storming forever. Like, why don't we just like have event staff very, be actually prepared for this stuff. Like instead of letting Wake Forest fans rush on the court with 0.1 seconds remaining, like before the yeah. clock even hit zero, event staff has got to be out there, like ready to go. Like, and then, like, once the clock hits zero, I, it feels, like, very easy to just let the players get to the side, get the event staff form, like, a chain around them, like has been done in the past, and then they can storm the court. I don't really feel like we need to go full throttle into ban court storming forever. I feel like that's yeah. a bit... I, I, I don't think we need to do either... I don't think we should really do either or, like, we should meet in the middle, just have event staffs be ready for this. Don't let the, the stamp, the fans go onto the court. The second the clock hit zero, give it a few seconds, make sure the players are off. Then you can go. I think that's a very easy fix to this whole debacle.
1: Yeah. I think it's like my takeaway when I read the ESPN article about it was like, there just needs to be like every college needs to have the same set of rules. Like, you know, there, there's a lot of schools that don't even have any sort of precaution or measure in place to like prevent or to like help with player safety and getting all of the guys off of the court before everyone's on it. So, like, yeah, there needs to be like you. I think it just needs to be like uniform rules, like you said, where like every school is the same protocol. We do this and we wait and we get, you know, everything set up the right way to get the players off the court and then we let everyone on. Uh, but, yeah, some schools just don't like some just have like fines. Like I know the sec has fines and other schools don't have anything. Other schools try not to allow it at all. It's not, there's not like any uniform thing. I feel like you just need to make it like some sort of uniform policy to protect these players, but it is a, it's on the hot seat court storming just like Dennis Gates. Just kidding. Well, no, I'm not, but uh, yeah, court storming could go away. That would be sad, but I know I never got to do it. So I guess at this point, I don't know. Yeah, maybe, maybe, I mean,
2: I'm a, I'm out of college now. I wouldn't storm the court if I went back to. The
1: yeah, non non students should not storm the court.
2: Yeah, if that you're a grown adult, you stay in the stands, man. Like,
1: well, except for the Detroit Mercy person. I don't know how old. they Yeah, are, that was but,
2: whatever. I don't care. You're, you're, you're that, that, I don't know. That was whatever. I don't. That
1: was a tweet. If that was a tweet I saw. Yeah, no, go ahead. Go ahead.
2: Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, if you're a grown adult going to a big pow like high major basketball game and an upset happens and the students rush the court, you do not get to join them.
1: Yeah, no, that's a student thing. Um, the, that was a tweet. I saw it was someone posted the Detroit mercy video. And I said, and said like, that's the perfect solution. You pick one representative and they they're the only one that can storm the court <laughs> that, and then it was, it just said, nobody got hurt here. And it was just a photo of the <laughs> one guy celebrating on the Detroit mercy logo. Um, they have more conference right. wins than Mizzou does, by the way. Yeah, they um, sure do. It's a fact. But doesn't DePaul, yeah,
2: Huh? Or is DePaul winless in Big East?
1: No, it is. Uh, it is DePaul, Cal Poly, Mississippi Valley oh, State, right. and Pacific yeah. are the are the schools along with Mizzou. I was doing all this research earlier today because I was bored. Uh, all right. Next. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh.
2: What time, what time is it, Norman? What, what time is it, Norman? It?
0: It's Friday.
2: Fr- 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 number
0: five. I'm going, in going to college basketball, and in the wise words of Asap Berg, I'm out in Boca Raton. I'm sipping Memphis Patron. I got Dusty May on the phone. Only he ain't answering the call. Oh,
2: Roger,
0: oh Atlantic, losing
2: oh, to Memphis. A bonus losing to bird.
0: Could their tournament hopes be in jeopardy? Final four, more like final frauds. That's okay. Oh,
2: final four, we're going to number four in the, in the rankings. We got the Detroit Tigers. They played a Little League home run today in just like the second spring training game. Hey, you know who hit it? The Tampa Bay Rays, Sam Misner, M-I-Z, Sam Misner with the Little League inside the park home run. Congrats to
0: that. They need to hit little league homers to do anything. Number three on the fraud rankings, we're going to Peyton Manning's favorite place. Omaha! Another Peyton bird. Omaha! Where pardon my take, but I think Greg McDermott might be doing too many podcast appearances and not focusing enough on basketball and the red storm that was developing out east. Former future Mizzou coach Rick Petino's players didn't look too slow on Sunday taking down the frauds of the Midwest that somehow play in the Big East. Creighton, you literally just beat UConn, and now you're going loose to the Red Storm.
2: No easy nights the, in the Big East. Do you call time. his
0: players slow? Frogs.
2: Alabama basketball is up at number two. The Crimson Tide, folks. For time, they gave up a bazillion points to the up-and-down Wildcats Dilly Dillingham and uh, the others. Um, Kentucky. I'm. I'm. Aaron Bradshaw is there as well. Justin Edwards. Um. Goodness gracious! There were more points in this game than in every Iowa football game this year combined. It was unbelievable. I've made that stat up, but it's definitely true. Nate Oates, you big fat fraud. Stop recruiting people that keep getting into trouble. Moving on to number one in the fraud alert. We're moving from from college basketball into the MLB uniform uh, realm because the MLB fanatics, Nike, whoever it is, big, big fabric uh, creators have big made see-through fabric. pants. Yeah, big fabric has made see-through pants to distract you from the fact that the jerseys look just terrible. I'm on to you, MLB. I'm not going to forget the fact that the jerseys look terrible too. They both stink and you should be ashamed of yourself. Frauds. There we go. Frauds.
1: That's the fraud segment. Um, fun fact about that Alabama game, the 117 points they gave up to Kentucky is the third most a team has scored against Alabama in school history. There's a, there's wow. a battle for you
2: history yeah. being made by the crimson tide.
1: Indeed. Defense. Defense. Was, I, I was like, that game was so captivating to watch for like a multitude of reasons. It was just like funny. Like there was so much <laughs> scoring no defense it was it was it was pretty funny um peyton do you want to do the ratio uh
2: sure this one comes from our favorite tv series the today show um (laughs) i'm gonna say this one in hopes that you get it i don't get it
1: so uh, you're not doing the ratio how do
2: you hire a horse
1: how do you hire a horse we're just ignoring the ratio of the week, by the way. I'll read it after the joke. Um, you hire a horse. Uh, I don't know. Put Something with a horseshoe. I have no idea.
2: Put up a ladder? Does that make any sense to you? It doesn't make any sense. Wait. wait. like That's literally <laughs> wait. you're meaning hire I mean, the horse. I think why that's what it means. Gotta, why do you got to use a horse for that? know. <laughs> Why do they use... A, you wait, could use anything. Wait, wait, wait.
1: Then. How is the answer word? Does it say put it up a ladder? Is that what it says?
2: Put up a ladder. Put up a ladder.
1: Yeah, it's probably how you become higher than a horse. I Yeah, that's a weird one.
2: How do you wow. hire, like, H-I-R-E... A copy was
1: not, was not in her bag with that <laughs> one.
2: H-I-R-E. How do you hire a horse put up a ladder? Like, I get it. Like, it's supposed to be a play on words, but it's the only joke that the horse is just higher up than you you could use anything for that joke i could use how, how do you hire a, a fossilized sal- salamander collection you put up a ladder <laughs> it doesn't make any sense to me I'm trying to look up an explanation if anybody um, is, that's watching this like please i would love to know <laughs> what that means. I, I the one i'm looking at I, I don't i look
1: I looked it up and it says the other one, the other version of that joke is, how do you hire a horse? Stand it on four bricks. The humor seems to come from the homophones <laughs> higher, higher and the higher. The
2: only joke is, is that it's standing higher. Why does it have to be a horse? I don't know.
1: Is this just a bad joke? It does not respect the grammatical structure of the phrase. Or is there another meaning? This is like a Reddit thread about this joke.
2: That's exactly what I'm saying.
1: That's it's just a crappy joke. It's a dud. It's a dud. Kenny um, also wrote. Al yeah, Hoda Copy was not in, not in her bag. Kenny he also put a ratio in for this week. By the way, this comes from uh, a yeah, I... fanatics on X. Um, where what? Did we already say this one?
2: Yeah, I did, We just Wait. went through like a whole debate about it. What? How do you what hire do you... a dwarf? The no, not the, not... what the ratio we just went through the ratio how do you hire a horse
1: <laughs> okay that joke should get ratioed if you tweet it uh kenny kenny sent this one it was fanatics uh the sports clothing company they tweeted on february 15th a 40 piece for caitlin as in caitlin clark with like the um freeze emoji 200 replies 260 replies 20 um likes the top reply uh comes from a very... I don't want to read that Twitter handle. It's too long. Worst thing to happen to sports. Fanatics should go bankrupt. Terrible products. They got 198 likes. Fanatics replied, I would love to hear more about your experience. Please DM us. Uh, and then, it repl- then the person replied, your products are shit quality and look ugly and fake. Your whole business model is offensive to the regular consumer. It's obvious you are actively trying to make people... trying to make the least quality product possible and hoping people will still buy it because it's licensed. Shame on you. Yeah, this is bad. People do not I like, like the half
2: attempt at hiding the replies and then just giving up. Yeah, why? So, good job. Yeah, Scamp- tough for Fnatic.
1: <laughs> bad company. They are. They are. They are doing a bad, bad job. job. Um. All right. With that, we'll end the show. Kenny will be back with two of us on Friday. Don't tell him that joke beforehand. Let's see if he, what he thinks about that
2: probably gonna listen to the episode
1: beforehand him though oh that's true he likes to do that yeah well all right if my i have one for him that we'll get we'll get back but until then uh we will probably not recap another mizzou men's basketball win but they play florida so we'll talk about that any ad news that comes down the pipeline um and and softball winning more games hopefully uh but until that time thanks to bit online for sponsoring the show we will see you guys.